When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello, and welcome to a Moving Iron Podcast number 334. We got a couple guys here with me that are pretty well staples on the on the show. Here we got Jason Holtz-Bramble, and we got Comic Man from Tractors. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Very well. Can't complain any. We're uh, down here in Las Vegas. We've got the same, same show together. We're going around, and, and I think one of the big things that we're seeing right now in the industry uh, from what, what's kind of going on is that this need for data. Right, I can't do anything anymore without someone talking to me about data. You know, data this and data that, and what that looks like, and all of those things as they come into play. Both of you guys as companies are very data centric companies, right? There's no no end way around that. So, um, you know, from the where, which way is the market headed? Kind of approach with the auction values and the and the retail values that you have posted, Jason. What you're doing with inside of the uh, uh, the dealerships. Uh, basically business systems and stuff and really looking at what they're doing, the process they have in places, how they're using that sales data to, to help make more sales and, and grow those different things and those different processes that come along with the sales process. Um, there's just a lot of that going on. So 
talk about a little bit about the customer success stories that you guys are hearing from your individual individual uh, products. Yeah. New research, Jason? Please go ahead. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the core reason that we want to hop on, we're, we're here at uh, a big John Deere user conference in Las Vegas, and uh, we just made the announcement that Anvil and Tractors are effectively partnering to integrate our solutions for our mutual client success. So, you know, in Tractors and data is the foundation of what we do, bar none, everything that's have data quality. We bring that data to life through software solutions to customers to help them drive, uh, particularly dealers to help them drive profitability, deal turn, and just have a, a total understanding of what's going on in the equipment for use equipment values and trends. So when we started building that out, it was it was very evident that an integrated solution with uh, within the dealer's working process just makes complete sense. Yeah. So we've always been under the uh, we've always been under the assumption of we want the users to use our our software, but more importantly, we want to find we want to meet the customer where the customer is and where they need where they need that value. So integrating with with uh, Anvil CRM system, putting our data in the hands of clients, yep. and then seeing that uh, uh, seeing those client success stories is, is pretty encouraging. You know, it's really nice being able to see the information that they're getting has so much more use. So yes, customers can see it; they can find tractors to buy out there as well. But just internal to the dealership, every day you're constantly looking at inventory evaluations and you're getting outside opinion, you're getting outside valuations, but you also have to compare that to what do we have in stock? Right. How long has it turned? What were the last three we sold? So there wasn't one source that you could go to and make that decision. You know, users before two, three, four, five, six screens. I've seen users with six screens to pull up different sources of information. And now by working together, our customers have one screen they can come to see their past inventory, past sales, tractors in my comp values, see what comparables are out there and never leave that screen. So, and then you do the same thing as a salesperson and you realize, again, here's another use case for that same information. Customers beating you up on price. You can look at the, comp the comparables right there with one click and say, here's where we're at in the market. Let's talk about doing the deal. You know, it's, it's just a great way to apply the same information in so many different ways. Yep. Yeah, I think the uh, as an old use equipment guy, that was the hardest part about anything was just I, I had 22 different places I went to get information. I'm not really over-exaggerating that, but it was, and then you had to remember what screen you're moving around on and, and all those kind of things. And I, there were times where I wish I had four or five screens yeah. because I had an Excel spreadsheet up over here that I kept track of whatever on and I'm tracking over there and I had another Excel spreadsheet over here that filled down the mass auction down and another Excel spreadsheet and I had all the various other places that you went out to find just that, that data it made it hard to do all that and you know I've, I've seen what, you, what you, how your system integrates and, and what that does as far as pulling that information into one, one place and and what you guys have done as far as pulling down that auction data and having that one. The nice thing about the partnership here is that neither one of you have a dog in anyone's fight. You know what I mean? You're just there like, this is this is the data. Do with it what you want. You know, yeah. that, that's the nice part about this. Well, you use it for the process, but it actually then generates even more data. Because I know back in the day, you tried to be, you know, fair to everybody, give them comparable value for the same machine. 
but day in and day out, there is in, in the variance. Right. How do you feel that day? Right. You know, um, exactly. comes play into that. But yeah. when you're able to see the exact same comparables that are already pre-filtered, you're not having to click through all those selections. You're just going to be more consistent as well. And then that allows you to look back and say, how many evaluations did we do? How many did we win? How many did we lose? And you can't do that today with six screens and saying, what, you, what, what did you think when you put into it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the other piece of it is like, as more software gets launched in the industry, as more dealers uh, go on a digital transformation journey and try to create efficiencies internally, you know, you sit back and look, okay, you, you can go buy a specific solution from every different company out there that solves individual pain points, but then you have 10 solutions and it starts to be challenging. And you know, even we heard from um, John Deere that they're going to more of a, uh, a strategy where they leverage APIs and I think they call it their tech investment where they're driving technology from an agile and UX standpoint, but it's really their API um, standpoint. So then they don't always have to build, like even a $120 billion company, right? And the ones saying, we don't have to build everything. We just need the right pieces to solve our, our, yeah. our dealers' challenges. You know? I think that's that's really awesome that a large company understands that. And when we sit back and look at individual customers with with the integration of, of tractors and iron comps data inside of it and the, the comments we get back are it's just pure efficiency right i can do 5x amount of work i was doing previously and it's more accurate and i didn't have to duplicate entry places and then and then it's uh, uh being able to sell more equipment faster because you're doing more deals you're doing more trade evals right uh and, and getting more deals done Yep. You know, and it, it also shows that with API being a strategy, some of the true insight doesn't come until you've layered the information where you've put it together and you see it together. Um, when you have it on two screens, you're having to make those connections. Right. So with the integrations and such is when you really see true insight yep. and make some of those decisions better. That, that's the uh, that's the API thing, you know, really dive into that and what information you're getting pulled down and what can you take from that information that's there. That's uh, that's a huge part of everything. So you have all this machine data now that, that you can analyze, you know, how many hours did it run with Exxon and how much GPS time did it have and all these different things that are out there. You can really start to analyze that and you can start taking a hard look at, which I think will be a big part of the future is what what's the value of that machine based around how much technology you can use on it and what's that look like? You know what I mean? And I think that's going to have a huge factor in the user code in the marketplace, especially as you'll start looking at these upgrade kits. And quite frankly, more upgrade kits are going to be in the next two years sold than the previous song since they've been out. You know, And I, I think that's going to be a factor when you start looking at the used equipment market more than anything. It's where... How does that fit into that structure? And it's not the same. Here's a machine that's got two hours, two years, or two years old, two year old machine with X number of hours. Well, here's a machine that's 10 years old, but it's got the updated latest and greatest technology. How does that fit into the user equipment picture? And how do you start judging that? And I think right. this is the information you guys are going to be, be able to, again, because you don't have a dog in any fight. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just pulling the data down and saying, here's, here's what we got. 
what you described is really a scale issue. I mean, back when everybody traded a 4440, everybody could just do that in their head and they knew exactly what the market was. And what you just described was a, a great increase in complexity and scale that nobody knows exactly the right value anymore. Sure. Nobody can extrapolate, extrapolate all of those uh, logic out of that. So tools are now what makes that possible. Yeah. Like you can evaluate three planners a year, but you can do it accurately because the data is helping you in a way that you couldn't do before. Yeah. I think that there's a... It's just coming, you know, you can read this stuff and I've had so many conversations about this in this podcast about what it means and what it looks like and how these things play out that the overarching direction that we're headed is, is going to be one of those that's absolutely um, the machine is going to be worth X because you can upgrade it to Y. And that's going to be, uh, it's coming. Whatever whatever company comes out with the first automation, it's going to get back to a certain year. And at that certain year, whatever it is, the year before that, it's going to have an incredible impact on the value of that machine. Technology is already seeing that, whether you look at iPhones or the MacBook, is, as soon as it's no longer upgraded to the latest operating system, its value is 10, 10% of what it was the year before. For that reason. That's a good thing everybody likes 4440. So that's probably a part that's what I have small. Yeah. 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 What's the most advertised unit? Yeah. yeah. So most uh, uh, I think the most tractor ever is 4040. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll yeah. end, but it has to be like 20 years. Yeah. You know? Lots of advertising. But, but I mean, that's a, case, that's a good case in point. They're just a commodity at that point, and, which is in good condition, which is not. Okay. Then you look at uh, a new sprayer. Which one has CN spray? Which one doesn't? There's going to be a massive price difference there. Sure. Which one has the exact merch on the plane? Which one doesn't? Like yeah. the, the efficiencies are what people pay for, and uh, you know those efficiencies in machines are the same type of efficiencies that we're trying to bring to market by integrating solutions and helping people do deals faster. Well, and you just yeah. highlight this up and just to get real, you know, real specific on a on a bit of this of this or what is the machine? We already know does it have CN spray on it. Well, then why does the person have to go into Tractor Zoom and then click that this is the technology that's on that machine? And what we're now able to do is we pass you the information that this is this model, this year, this hours, and this equipment, this technology, and so that you're getting true comparables. Yeah. And you don't have to go through and click all those switches every time as well. Right. So, I mean, that's just a, that's one concrete example of where you want to make sure you're getting real comparables. Right. And you can't just do model anymore to get mm -hmm. a comparable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I, that we continue to, to see and hear in the market is, you know, as dealers, they do start to get larger and larger. How, how do they, how do they scale and how do they run their businesses efficiently mm -hmm. uh, without kind of losing momentum? Yeah. And, and, you know, dealers can be faced with this, whether it's our solutions or other solutions that they have, how do they think about scaling and not always having to hire more people? To go solve more of their pain points how can they leverage technology right same thing in farming right that's why everybody's going to automation because there's a labor shortage there's the um, uh, same piece on trying to save on efficiencies again back to the scene spray and, and so forth so like as those technologies get better that's all solving a, a, a labor issue especially in farming but now you look at dealers like i think i, I haven't talked to a company in the last two years, that's that says they're having an easy time finding good help or good yeah. people across right? the entire <laughs> And so yeah. that that well, starts to become a big challenge. 
And the challenge is also quality of life. I mean, it's no secret that during EOP program for combines, the used equipment evaluator is not the most happy person around the dealership. They can be somewhat grumpy because of the fact that there being so much stuff to do, so much uh, people are wanting their numbers back very quickly. So anything we can do to improve that efficiency and thus the quality of life makes them happy every day that's in there as well. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that's the biggest part of that. You know, I've, I've said a few times on here that once once labor doesn't become an issue, um, growth and farming growth yeah. comes will be just totally completely to your ability and your access to capital. And I think <clears throat> we see it now um, more more than we have ever had before. Um, especially when we're looking at the amount of venture capital that's coming into to the marketplace and the number of people that are wanting to grow, you know, double organic corn and that kind of crap. You know, they're wanting to they're wanting to really double down on the the you know what it is that they're doing. Um and they're being very specific and they're they're getting specific contracts from Whole Foods or whoever it is to buy, to, to grow this very specific trackable product mm-hmm. and if you can do that for me i will i don't care what the commodity price is i will give you x number of dollars per whatever it is that you pound bushel whatever it is that you're doing and i think to me i think as i look at that and i look at the way things are unfolding um it really seems like we're headed in that direction i think that's where again it kind of kind of comes back to i mean regenerative farming right Five years ago, I like heard that term once. Like, what does that even mean? What is that? And now I, I don't listen to a an ag yeah. show someplace where that doesn't come up. You know, regenerative farming, regenerative farming. And that's a completely. I don't want to say it's a 180 degree difference between the way farming is now, but it's it's significantly different than the way normal commercial farming is done now. And it's so. I mean, what's that look like? How's that work? And then you start looking at the the amount of equipment that's needed in regenerative farming comparatively to what you see on the commercial side. And there's some big changes there. To me, regenerative farming is a, from what I know about it, I'm no expert by any means, but just from what I've read about and seen about it, smaller autonomous machinery seems to fit that that marketplace pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that we're starting to see that a little bit as things kind of start turning around a little bit. One thing you're definitely seeing in the marketplace is that customers are used to making data-driven decisions. And they are better informed than what they've ever been in the past. Yeah. And we saw that in the automotive industry, right? Customers would come in and say, here's how much you're supposed to give me for my car. And they'd come in and they know more about the piece of equipment or the car they were buying. And the same thing now. Yeah. Well, now our customers are also able to have that same level of information right. to have that uh, intelligent conversation. Because that customer comes in and says, well, here's four other ones on the market. And here's how much you should give me for my trade. And if you don't have those answers either you're in a big disadvantage. Whereas yep. if you can come together and say, well, here is some other things, you're in a much better position with that customer yep. um, to have a good conversation and make a good deal. They're not coming to you anymore and saying, tell me about these tractors. Mm-hmm. They already know what they want when they come yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, well, we actually did a survey on that of, of understanding how many, how many farmers go to dealerships. Yeah. Um, how many farmers go to dealerships for advice on what to buy? Mm-hmm. Everybody's done their homework online. They know what they want to buy and they're going there to negotiate. Yeah. Their mind is pretty well set and they're going to try to get something done or not. Yes. But they're at, they're at the advantage because they're just concentrating on one model. <laughs> Whatever yeah. one they right. want to buy, that salesperson or that uh, inventory person is having to jump from this model to that model and be an expert in all of them at the same time. And 
I, Casey, you should probably answer this. Sometimes that's probably pretty dangerous for them. They need to they need to rely on other experts, right? Because because yeah. farmers, they are machinery experts yeah. in a degree, but they're also commodity experts. They're also <clears throat> farming experts. They're yeah. running equipment. Like yeah. they have, they wear many hats. I think I think what you're seeing now more than anything, especially with this next generation that's coming in, is that there's very much a, an approach to the machine of, you know, that's. That's dad's planting tractor. That's mom's, you know, mm-hmm. chore tractor. That's kind of going away. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. And not that you, it's still there to some extent, but those tractors are more of the, this was my dad's first planting tractor. And then we're going to keep that one in the shed. The yeah. stuff that they're buying now really comes across as, I, I, this is just another input on the farm. Yeah. Right. And it's I've a tool. Got, and I've got this tool that I need to go make happen. So that emotional attachment, Demeron is still there, but it's not nearly like what it was 15 years ago, right? Where you had this, my tractor is better than everybody's because I I wax it before I go put it in the shed. You know, you hear that a lot, and and so does everybody else. You know, some people just do a better job of waxing than you do. You know what I mean? You know, you might do a better job than somebody else type of thing. But there's still a lot of tractor brand tattoos going on every year, so there's still a difference there. And I think that's, that's the thing where you have, you know... The generation coming in, yeah. you know, I've read an article. And this is, I would love your guys' input on this. I read an article the other day, and they were talking about um, tractor loyalty and brand loyalty and, and agriculture. And the the assumption that I got from that was it's not there like it used to be. And I I, I disagree with that hundred percent. It's is it there like it used to be that that sales guy did so grandpa and dad and mom mm-hmm. and everybody else, and then I show up. And, and I just don't want to do business that way. That you want to force me to do business that way, I'm going to go someplace else to do business. Right. You know, and I think that's where this brand loyalty misconnection is. Is that case guy will, will treat me the way I want to, but the agco guy doesn't, or case deer guy doesn't, or whatever it is. <clears throat> I don't want to be. I had a consultant tell us one time, it's like you're no longer in the business where you can judge how well you're doing by how many weddings you got invited mm-hmm. to in the summertime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's it's that, just like you said, I mean, those guys running those those uh, those farms, they're setting in the cab of those tractors that are driving themselves a quarter mile this way, and then they just kind of look up to make sure it makes a turn, and then they look back down to what they were doing, yeah. and they're, they're buying, they're buying, selling grain, they're looking at tractors. I mean, my podcast numbers, you can look when planting season is and you can look when <laughs> when harvest is. I mean, those, there's a there's a peak in, in those time frames. And I think that I think that is where I see this misconnection in in how how people are perceiving what that is doing. Well, it, you know, there's a concept on loyalty called the loyalty ladder. And what I feel like is there's a period of time where we slip down and run in that ladder. We're used to just being the shopping cart or you could be dependably one of the options they considered. But when you got to the run where you were consulted about what they should buy and how they should use it, then you were loyalty. You had loyalty for that customer. But if you slipped from that consultant role of being able to tell them the right model attractor or how to prepare the planner, then you slip down to just one of their options when they bought. And our goal is how do we get you back up to that level to where you can be informed and provide value to them uh, and earn that loyalty back. Yeah, that's that's a really good example. One analogy or or, or uh, process that I haven't I've not actually heard about the brand loyalty. Um, it's 
to your point, Casey, it's the shopping experience, it's the buying experience. It's turning into more of an experience as generations change or more than it is. Um, it has to be red, green, blue, yellow. Right. But I think there is still that nostalgic uh, emotion of I would like to drive what my folks drove. Sure. At the same time, I think the most profitable decisions are made outside of the cab, right? So understanding on a PL on a balance sheet, planning, financial planning of a farm, because they're getting larger, more sophisticated, there's more dollars in it. You sit back and start to look at penciling in where that machinery line item is. And I think people are, will start making, if they haven't already, start making more financial driven decisions. Sure. Especially that shopping experience isn't there. Yeah. But to your point, if you have that shopping experience, you're meeting that customer where that customer wants to be. Same thing we heard in the keynote speech of, yeah. of uh, John Deere here at this conference, which is uh, understanding your customer. If you understand your customer, why should they leave? Right. Because loyalty is a two-way street. Sure. You earn it as well as there. And, and it's a lot about managing the risk. I mean, okay. some customers are starting to talk about tractors as a self-propelled drawbar hole. That's right. all they need is to move that hole right. forward. Yeah. And if you've dropped to that level where you're just dollars per horsepower, you've lost that. You're now a commodity. Yeah. But that's where yep. technologies like CN Spray and some of the better planner technologies and stuff lifts you back up into that. Right. We're investing now into this piece of equipment. It's not just a cost. Yep. Absolutely. Well, so when you when is your guys when are you live with with your with your endeavor here? Well, unlike some announcements, we waited till it was actually working and in, <laughs> in with dealers before we launched it. So it's not vaporware; it's actually out there today with customers and and uh, on our websites as case studies. And you're going to see more about it. Yeah, but it's it's in with dealers right now, delivering this value to them. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we launched the first integration in October. Yep. October, and now we have seven integrations complete with mutual clients. And um, I think I think this the announcement has had a lot of chatter out there because a lot of dealers are faced with data driven decisions and trying to make better decisions internally. And how do they think about going a, a, along the uh, uh, digital path? So yeah, yeah Jason, and I, and, and and I know the entire Tractor Zoom team is really honored to work with you, Jason, and the Thank Anvil you. team, and excited to to see where we can go. And more importantly continue listening to the customer and figuring out, okay, what else can we do? How else can we solve your pain? Let's, let's make you better. Yep. Well, yep. and that's what's given us a lot of buzz here at the show. And the fact is, well, they've got a great relationship with Tractor Zoom and they've got a great relationship with us. So this just comes out and it's like, well, that's a no brainer. That just makes right. sense. Let's Two best in class products coming together for the mutual client success. It's almost like it sounds like you practice. I, I, I just <clears> came up with that. Oh, look wow. at you. Look at you. Well, great stuff as usual. How how do they go about getting this uh, incorporation here? I mean, how do you yeah. who who what's how does it, how's it all flow? I guess. So we're still independent companies, so they can either come to anvilappworks.com or send an email to sales at anvilappworks. So that's uh, one way to reach us, as well as then reach out to yeah. If you're a tractor customer currently interested in learning more about what this looks like, or or you're considering one of us or, or yeah. another. You know, as Jason said, we're totally independent companies. So um, work with one of us and, and we're happy to show you a little bit more and, and why other clients are seeing success and why it's starting to pick up pretty quickly. Oh, okay. I'm excited about it, man. I talked about two two great things in the same place. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very a very nice place. I mean, so many people I've talked to today are like, I just wish all these systems were in one place and yeah. we're heading down that path right here. So That's right. Thank you. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and check out the video version of this 
over at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related and more information about the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th. Both these guys will be there. So check them out there if you want to check that out. So if you want to be take advantage of the $50 discount, uh, be one of the first 150 people to sign up and Amble, or not Amble, uh-huh. Axon, Axon will take care of that for you. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Jason Kyle. Smooth smart folks. Exxon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's IronComps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher, time and time.